we, we're not keen on the homes. I mean, everybody's playing the homes uh, right now. So we're not very keen on the homes. We're keen on ensuring that wherever you're going in Lagos, you, you're, you're sure that atmosphere is there, there's public Wi-Fi. And thank God for the Lagos State Government that has given us the opportunity to work with them. Starting February, every single bus shelter will, will have Wi-Fi. We're installing them at the moment. Starting next year, Source City will be providing free Wi-Fi on all public buses and at large parks across the city as part of its communication welfare policy. According to the Seoul Metropolitan Government, in vehicle Wi-Fi terminals will first be installed in nearly 1,500 neighborhood buses, serving over 200 routes by October. Hey guys, welcome to the Tech Africa podcast. My name is Emmanuel, as usual. And over the week, I've been thinking about a lot of things and something just clicked in my head and I say, hey, we need to talk about this on the podcast. In 2017, Primary Transport Services actually announced that they'll be launching free public Wi-Fi for the Lagos Bus Rapid Transit. BRTs is still sounding weird in my head that that's the name. But yeah, Bus Rapid Transit doesn't really make sense grammatically. Okay, that's not the point of this thing. The point of this is there are many, many companies that have tried to launch free public Wi-Fi in public places over the years. We've seen TZT launched with Facebook. Express Wi-Fi by Facebook. If you've passed some major bus stops, you must have seen that. Then Google launched and shut down its public Wi-Fi stations, both in Nigeria and also outside of Nigeria. And then these days, there are some enterprising startups. These days, there are some enterprising startups that actually feel that, yes, we should have public internet in these public places. We should have free internet in these public places. And, of course, not just in the public places, but even in your own homes. So there are a lot of interesting things that are going on in the space. And we can even see the video I just played at the beginning that some major countries of the world are actually taking this whole public Wi-Fi thing seriously. So I couldn't do this alone. So I had to get someone who absolutely would do justice to this topic. And yeah, I'm here with Mr. Wande of atmosphere the founder of atmosphere and uh, mr wande thank you very much for having us on the podcast so uh i just before we go into the whole uh, discussion uh, yeah. what do you think about the, the whole south korea launching free public wi-fi i don't and it's not just south korea there's portugal and uh, abu dhabi free public wi-fi in buses and parks and bus stops and all of that uh, how do you think about that God, uh, considering our own situation here in Nigeria. Well, first of all, um, the internet has become a human right. And every government in the world should take that very seriously. Right? Uh, virtually, there's virtually nothing you want to do now that you don't, you don't do online. However, having said that, these economies are a lot more higher up in the Marshall's hierarchy of needs than we are. We're still looking for how to put um, our bread and find the butter to put on the bread, put food on our table. Uh, the disposable income is not so so much here. But the government is still trying to solve basic problems, basic infrastructural problems. That the thought of free internet for anybody is not a government thing here. And we should not mistake it. It's just not a challenge for them. But let's solve our basic problems. For First of all, let's even get our democracy right. The second thing is Let's put food on the, on the table of the common man. When the common man is filled, then he, he has enough time to start thinking of what next. 
and then we can begin to create because begin to think of oh let everybody have free wi-fi everywhere by the government otherwise it opens the door for entrepreneurs to take that position and solve that problem maybe in conjunction with the government or on their own interesting so i, I thought i'd seen everything i i could see with innovation in yeah. the internet space mm. or telecom space right i thought the big guys the mtns the glows and the main ones that cornered the market but yeah. this year i've seen some startups trying to uh, doing some interesting thing and i think atmosphere is one of them yeah. it's their proposition to provide internet services but with a twist so like i'd like to hear what atmosphere is all about and yeah, what the value proposition is so the value proposition so atmosphere first of all is a, um, a product that is trying to hyper connect consumer clusters because we believe that the biggest markets are consumer clusters so how do you connect consumer clusters the fastest and easiest way to con connect them is using the internet what is that thing that every single consumer has it's a wi-fi device in their hands so if I can get everybody on the Wi-Fi network, I have connected, I have hyper-connected consumer clusters. So what do you now do with the hyper-connected consumer clusters? So for us at Atmosphere, our value proposition is not free Wi-Fi or free internet, no. It is catalyzing economic activities, digitizing the small and medium enterprises, the nano enterprises, ensuring that payments work the way they should work. Um, the fintechs in Nigeria have taken virtually all of the major headlines, they hug the headlines, but we're not seeing that at the bottom of the pyramid. So if we can enable and catalyze some level of connectivity that people can connect for free, then we can begin to layer utilities and services over that network. That's what Atmosphere is, is doing. Interesting. So the internet service itself is free? It's free, and it's going to be free forever. Forever? Yeah. So how do you make a business out of that? So the business is in the consumer that is connecting. The consumer that, that's connecting, immediately you connect to the Wi-Fi network, you become a product. The consumer becomes a product. Yeah, so I become product. a product. Yeah, you become a product, right? And okay. But it's a good, it's in a good way because you, as a consumer, are looking for um, aspirational things. I want to buy a dress. I want to buy a shoe. I'm hungry. I'm looking for things to do. So once you connect to the, to the Wi-Fi network, then the Wi-Fi network offers you opportunities to seal all those things before you could continue to the internet. So you see ads from SMEs that offer those things you're looking for. And when they interest you, you click, interact with the ad, interact with the company or the business that is offering you that. You can make purchases because you create a, single, a simple storefront for the SMEs that are advertising over the Wi-Fi network. You can interact with them, you can chat with them. And so it becomes like a lead funnel. That's the first level of what we're doing. So ads. The next phase, when we have um, progressive coverage all over Lagos with Wi-Fi, is content distribution. So imagine this movie that everybody's the rave of town now. I mean, Kunle Afonlayo has done well with Anikolapu. Mm -hmm. Imagine if we have 5 million Lagosians connecting to the Wi-Fi for free. What that does automatically is that that kind of movie can premiere over that kind of network. And millions of people can see it. Either they pay or it's also free but supported by brands who say, I want to reach 5 million people for this premiere. So for us, it's a long-term content and distribution play. We are creating a data platform where anyone with a data product, anyone that wants to reach people who are data natives can reach them over the Wi-Fi network. Okay, so uh, I, we're going to come back here a okay. bit, but this is not your first foray in the whole Wi-Fi. No, no, it's not. So <laughs> it's not. 
and I'm sure all these other companies that have been trying to launch free Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. they've launched it and they shut it down or they just ghosted. Like, if you try to connect on some of these networks, it doesn't it or they didn't announce anything. So what is that thing that they're doing wrong? And I know most of these things, the ideas are not usually... Ideas are not hard to come by. It's the execution. Mm-hmm. So what was that thing that was wrong? And I think you worked on uh, a previous startup, Oxygen. Oxygen, yes. So can you share some lessons with with us on this from, like, why does free Wi-Fi feel like... It's not working. It's not working. Okay. So Oxygen worked, right, um, at the computer village and all the malls. And then we had... We, Chicken Public was our partner. So every single Chicken Public outlet had Wi-Fi. Um, it failed... Uh, for very human reasons. It's not because of the technology or the market. Well, having said that, I think we're too early then to... This was 2012, right? And investors put in a good amount of money in that in that project. About almost $3 million US dollars was put in it. Was put in it. We're trying to about a million dollars connecting the entire computer village then. But I think we're way ahead of our time then, 2012, because even then we had to be showing people what Wi-Fi was on their phones, on their Blackberries, on their on their phones then. Today, everybody knows what Wi-Fi is. We have to be educating um, users on how to connect to Wi-Fi way back then. That's number one. Number two, payment infrastructure was horrible. You want to use InterSwitch then or MasterCard or Visa. There was Master Secure Code and all those things. Mm. So you had to get your OTP. Goodness, it was horrible. So, and then it was paid Wi-Fi then. So people who wanted to pay couldn't get to pay because it was frustrating. Now payments is like solved. I mean, Shola and Ezra, uh, Benga, Flutterweb and Pickstack, quite enough of all these fintechs have solved the payment problem for us. So, hey, that payment is off, off the table. And then the third thing that was a challenge then was the kind of investment that it requires because it's capital intensive, it's infrastructure. A lot of the investors, early investors, they didn't understand that because investors then were used to uh, putting 100 million naira, I want 500 million naira back in return. It is different from the investment for value now, right? The valuation play now. Then it was a control play. So combine all these factors together, you have a failed company. But the technology worked. You, um, the idea, the, the the project itself, also of the fact we were at, we partnered with Nibs. Then we we're also to sign a partnership with Pocket Money um, way back then. So the the, the entire concept and the and idea worked. And I was a pioneer of that kind of thing in Nigeria, um, that kind of pervasive public Wi-Fi thing. For most who go into it, they treat Wi-Fi as the commodity that has been sold. And that's wrong. You will fail. Because the cost of acquisition and the competitive environment where everybody that has a phone has maybe two SIMs and they have data on their SIMs, you are adding no value, no obvious value to them. Especially when they have to leave their homes to go and use your Wi-Fi somewhere because it's a hotspot, it has no value. So you lose, right? The Wi-Fi play cannot be the money play. It has to be the content play. It has to be the hyper-connectivity play. It has to be the utility play. It has to be a platform where collaboration can now begin to happen. Interesting. So the focus with Atmosphere this time around is just public spots or is it going to get to the homes? We, we're not keen on the homes. I mean, everybody's playing the homes uh, right now. So we're not very keen on the homes. We're keen on ensuring that wherever you're going in Lagos, 
you you're, you're sure that atmosphere is there there's public wi-fi and thank god for the Lagos state government that has given us the opportunity to work with them to ensure that we are first of all so there are three layers there's the vrt okay now i'm having a problem thinking it doesn't vrt and <laughs> <laughs> so there's a brt bus shelters all of it will have wi-fi um starting february every single bus shelter will we have Wi-Fi. We're installing them at the moment. Okay, what about now. the buses themselves? So the buses already have Wi-Fi. Themselves. Oh, it's still working. Yeah, oh. we're, we're, well, I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> know if it's still working, but um, so the, the the Wi-Fi play on the buses maybe will not make sense for someone like me. I probably won't play that. I won't play the the, the Wi-Fi because people spend more time at the bus stops than they spend on the buses. Mm. Right. That's number one. Number two, I have zero control over the network in the buses because I have to rely on SIMs from other providers. Meanwhile, if I put Wi-Fi in public places, I control my fiber optics, I control my access points, I have 100% control about what happens to my consumers. As against when I have to just put my access point in the bus and my, my, my backhaul to the internet is LTE, and I have to rely on the mobile network operators. I know how epileptic their, their networks can be. So I probably wouldn't do that play where my consumer is constantly thinking, will you work today, will you not work tomorrow? So we did a better test in, in Kurodu and TBS. I mean, Lagos State Government said try in these two places uh, via Lamata. And we have seen that 80% of all users come back to use it. And in the last three months, we've seen NARAN's 74,000 connections to the Wi-Fi network. And we've seen people connect at 3 a.m. So because I can control the, the user experience, I'd rather do public places than do the buses. So for for that's the first stage. The next stage is now other bus stops in Lagos. Every single bus stop in Lagos will have Wi-Fi. Then the parks, and then the street lights. So that's the that's how we're gonna. So in the next five years, you're gonna gradually see and ensure that anywhere you go, there is Wi-Fi that you can connect to for free. Mm. Now you are making me remember my time in school where I'll leave. What school the, is that? Unibend. Uniben. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave the hostel and the university of Benin for people unfamiliar with Nigeria. But uh, I'll leave the hostel and go to Main Gate. There, there was a company, I can't remember the name of the company in particular, that puts that kind of free Wi Fi mm. there. So, because I want to save data on my yeah. SIM, yeah. I'll go there and be downloading uh, stuff yeah. online. So, I guess you could create that kind of similar. Yes, uh, so that's, that's what we see. Uh, wide I mean, scale. I, I, we, we have someone on the network who has downloaded over a terabyte of data. Oh, more bad there. guys. But, yeah, because, but that's good because it means that, I mean, TechPoint is a content creator like this. Where else will you get to upload your, your content? So content creators can create content and then create, upload that content using our Wi-Fi hotspots. It's a, it's a means for them to make money, right? And we're taking that cost of internet access away from them. And we're still not a competition to the MNOs. We're still not a competition to... Um, to the big players. In fact, we have a complementary service for them. Mm. So, quick, quick question about the MNOs, right? Yes. These guys that are going to use this Wi-Fi most yeah. likely have SIMs in their yeah, phone. Yeah, they do. So, like, with, okay, except for some phones that automatically connect to Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi. when, yeah. so, but, will they, okay, now that I want to ask the question, I'm trying to, I'm thinking about it from a greedy perspective. Mm-hmm. Yes, I will want to save my data, even if I have enough data. Mm-hmm. But, do, don't you see this as a threat to the, because at that point, mm-hmm. where the individual is supposed to be using MTN or data. Airtel or whatever, yeah. 
they will be using your Wi-Fi. Yeah. So won't that be like, and Lagos people spend a lot of time in comments. The especially in the evenings, for instance, let's say you set one of these Wi-Fi hotspots at Allen Junction. Yeah. At Allen, you have to spend hours sometimes waiting for buses, mm-hmm. and the time I could use to be pressing my phone yeah. and be making money for the telcos. I'm using it on atmosphere. Yeah. So don't you think that's a competition in this no, instance? No, it's not. In fact, the telcos will be very happy that something like, like atmosphere is coming on board. Okay. So this is how it works. When you, ask, when you spend a lot of time on data, streaming videos, doing a lot of download, you're actually burdening the network of the operators. So there's a concept um, that, that's called Wi-Fi offload, where anywhere else in the world, the big operators, the AT&Ts, um, they, they offload their data AT&T has about 190,000 Wi-Fi networks um, worldwide, right? So they offload their data on Wi-Fi. So in Nigeria, how would that play out? So Atmosphere has Wi-Fi everywhere, and everybody's connecting to the Wi-Fi. So one of the MNOs can come and say, can we connect together? So the MNOs would come to you, Emmanuel, and say, Emmanuel, pay me 2,000 naira for 10 gig and get free Wi-Fi everywhere. So you see the MNO label Wi-Fi, but it sees Atmosphere that is running it for them. So they offload their data on you. They're very happy. I mean, they're, they're really happy that, oh, someone is taking off this data. So because when you make a call, drop calls, I can't hear you, you have to call back. It's a, as a result of the fact that the node Bs and the base stations are clogged because of the data. So they rather move that data on the Wi-Fi network so they are free for their bread and butter, which is their voice um, voice business. Okay. So, the, 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 so coming back to Atmosphere's yeah. model, right? So a lot of ads then content don't you think people will be annoyed with the ads so facebook and google they become so scary with the way they are laser they're so spot on with the kind of ads they show you like mm-hmm. at very 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 weird moments yeah. very very targeted like mm-hmm. i'm thinking about something and i'm yeah. seeing an ad about it yeah. <laughs> okay that's exaggeration but yeah, it's possible talking yeah. <laughs> about it somewhere and you yes yeah. you see it so it's targeted ads too. Right? Okay. Uh, at the beginning, maybe not because we just we need to get our data, behavior, study behavior, see what interests people. But eventually, it'll be targeted ads. So and then, but it's not intrusive. It is simply you interact with the ads before you continue to use the Wi-Fi. But the Wi-Fi is free, fast, high speed anyway. So hey, the the little inconvenience of interacting with an ad before I continue on my high speed Wi-Fi network forever is like hey, let's let me. It's it's a tiny tiny. Um, price to pay for high-speed Wi-Fi. Okay, so beyond people with smartphones, who can benefit from this? Anyone that has a Wi-Fi device. I mean, right now, Nikorodu as an example, funny thing is every single POS operator is connecting to Wi-Fi. It's cheaper for them, it's faster for them, transactions go like, so whenever maybe our inverter with the the solar panel goes down for a few minutes before it comes back up, the calls that get hit hit us is like, please, what's happening? I can't do my business. So did the POS guys see the ads too? So the POS guys won't see the ads. Okay. Right? Except they're using an Android version. Oh but, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's a there's a different kind of connectivity for them. But it's also free for them too as well. Um it's like a test. Eventually the whole plan is to ensure that agency banking also gets on the Wi Fi network and it, it enables connectivity, enables faster payments as against people waiting at not seeing the money and you wait at a POS to get your money. That 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 has changed in the growth now. Oh. That's that's actually that's actually very interesting. Yeah. So 
Uh, I've seen people talk about the benefits of uh, public Wi-Fi for internet penetration and for digital inclusion. How are you thinking about this in terms of the impact it could have beyond people who already have smart devices? Uh, that you've already addressed the POS uh, side of. I think yeah. it's very, very, very interesting. But what are the possibilities we could see in the future? So, um, one of the things that we that we see is, oh, unfortunately, we are starting in the urban centers, right? Maybe this is where governments will have come in, where they, and they, they do have something like that. They have the universal service provision in fund, where rural rural um, areas are a spotlight. So, if I have Wi-Fi in the rural areas, an example. Most of them may not have smartphones. In fact, majority of them have feature phones. But the Wi-Fi cannot be used for precision agriculture, as an example, in um, information gathering, as an example. But what will you, you begin to see that will happen is that people will begin to gravitate towards getting the smart devices because it already enables them to make money. So I'm getting devices because I want to participate in what will make my agriculture better, and I'm seeing the returns on investment on that smartphone. Even in urban centers, you begin to see a lot more families invest in smartphones because the Wi-Fi is there and it's free. My kids can learn, they can create, and they can put their content up there. Already in the code, we are seeing a lot of behavioral changes. People don't jump on the buses because they want to rush to get out of there. There's a reason for them to wait and stay because they are what they're benefiting at the moment. So we'll see a lot of behavioral and cultural changes going forward once you have publicity Wi-Fi everywhere. Interesting. So, talk, talking about uh, going to the rural areas, for instance. So, it's it's no news that we have an infrastructure deficit yeah. in Nigeria, but we've built a lot of awesome stuff despite this, yeah. right? For we talk about fintechs, fintechs, fintechs. There are even few fintechs that are building fintech infrastructure, mm-hmm. right? Infrastructure that Paystack and Flutter we've u- uh, built, mm-hmm. what other companies are riding on, are riding on yeah. to run their own fintechs, mm-hmm. supposedly. So, but even that is still reliant on actual physical infrastructure, infrastructure. and that is what we've still struggled with. So, how do we build this? Because we've talked, we've had the government talk about smart city initiatives. But a lot of these initiatives that looks to drive internet uh, penetration, drive internet infrastructure, yeah. has been private sector focused, mm-hmm. private sector led. So, how are you seeing this uh, infrastructure play playing out in Nigeria? So it has to be collaborative. Um, unfortunately for us in Nigeria, we've had governments that are people with those who, when you hear infrastructure, they think contracts. When you hear infrastructure, they think what comes in my pocket? What are we going to give it to? Uh, one of the things I tell entrepreneurs, avoid contracts, do concessions, right? Bring your money into the play. Because the government is probably the biggest enabler of, um, of credit. So if, if I go to any bank and I say I'm working with this government, it is more likely to, for the bank to listen to me than when I go and say I just want to build this. And then they say out of the blues, no, we can't give you money. So it has to be a collaboration. But the reason why the private sector is leading this is, again, because of what I said earlier, the national hierarchy of needs. Government is concerned with so many things. We're talking of roads, we're talking of hospitals, we're talking of security, we're talking of... And then you're saying Wi-Fi. <laughs> Every government will look at you and say, excuse me. And then infrastructure to drive that is not cheap. But we need to be audacious. We need to take on that challenge and say, you know what? I want to build infrastructure because it's a long-term game. I look at the interswitch of this world, the needs, um, the, even the pay stacks and all that. It's a long-term game. 
okay, they're getting returns on investment now because, hey, nobody knew it would be like this. But in planning, it's a long-term gain. Even the Facebooks of this world, the Googles, they're all infrastructure companies. They're not software companies. So we need to stop this idea of I am building a software, I'm building a software. On whose infrastructure? AWS. Exactly. <laughs> not your own infrastructure. It's, it, it belongs to someone else entirely. Right? They decided to switch you up like we turned off Twitter in Nigeria. That's the end for you. So we need to begin to focus on infrastructure. And it has to be collaborative. This combative thing with government needs to stop. We need to ask ourselves the question, where is the money? How can bank of industry help me? Another good example is Kulia Falayan with Anikolapo. Bank of industry is funding that filmmaker's activities. Now he has a film village. That's infrastructure. So the question entrepreneurs should begin to ask themselves is how do we come together to access this fund? Because it's there. What are the requirements? How do we get into it? What do I need to put in place? Because without that infrastructure, we'll, we're just we're just mounting this digitalization. We're just mounting smart cities. It's just a buzzword without the right kind. So what we, we are doing in atmosphere, we're taking that bold step to put infrastructure in ground and build it out. Knowing that five years, ten years from now, we can look back and say, yeah, we did that for Nigeria. We did that for our country. And this is the benefit now. Mm. So you, t- you talk about some of these initiatives, right? So when it comes to innovation and entrepreneurship in Nigeria, yeah. we're always us versus government. Yeah. Uh, the people versus the states. states. <laughs> <laughs> so, and somehow, somehow, I've always been very, very skeptical of most government activities and most government. But I've I've been learning to cut them a lot of slack mm-hmm. recently. But what are some of all these things that we are not seeing as entrepreneurs, as mainly just young people working in companies mm-hmm. that might have ideas? But most of all, think. Who wants to afford this kind of idea? Mm. Who wants which VC? Because we're all focused on VCs uh, from, of course, from outside the country. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. So, but some of all these things would actually make sense when people in Nigeria are actually the one funding it, like yeah. people like Bank of Industry, high net worth individuals, and of course, uh, startup founders that have seen these things play out before. So, but what are those things that we could leverage? to try and build the infrastructure that we are trying to build? So, so the bank of industry is one. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, we need to understand the, the, the banking play. I am not a big fan of VC money, especially in Nigeria, it's more like a Ponzi scheme kind of. So raise five million, and then you're pushed to raise 10 million, and then you're pushed to raise 20 million, and you're pushed to raise, and then, oh, unicorn is birth, it's a billion, excuse me. Where's the revenue? How much money have you made last year? What, what are your bottom lines at the end of the day? What's your earnings per share at the end of the day? So for entrepreneurs, we need to sit back and stop following the bandwagon. The bandwagon is BC, BC, BC. And if you get on Twitter, you see a lot of businesses giving you advice on how to do this, how to do your pitch deck and all that. Fantastic idea. But what does the government have in place for you? So there is a, an IT sector fund. That's up to 500 million for you. How do I access that fund? Do a bit of research on that. Find out how you can. Now, the work is in the breaking the barriers around accessing that fund. So who will be my champion? Who do I know that can be my champion that can make me access that fund? Who in the back of the industry can I make my champion? When I say champion, I don't mean someone you can bribe or anything. 
I mean, someone that can buy a story and say, this is a good story, and then push that all the way to the um, managing director of the bank of industry and say, yeah, this is a good product. Let's put some money behind this. Um, in the case of Atmosphere, one of the things that we did was we realized that because it's infrastructure heavy, we need to take a long-term um, loan. So we approached Bank of Industry. And I didn't know that they had a business process person, companies that are business process companies that will help you access that loan, help you meet all the regulations, help you meet. So you need for, so for our kind of business, right? We're not, in, we're not accessing the um, ICT funds. We're accessing something huge, something bigger. So we need assets. We need maybe properties, bonds, mutual. Okay, fantastic. I've been in the industry for quite a while, so who can I call? So one or two calls, and people are like, okay, I have a house in Mitama, I have a house in Asokoro. Can you use it? So we need to begin to put our acts together as entrepreneurs and ask, we need our network. What can, what can work? What is it that can work? But your idea itself must be sellable. It must, be, it must make sense. It must excite people to say, wow, okay, yes, I want to put my money. It must excite the bank of industry as well. So we're not saying that every fintech idea person should not start running back on the industry and say, I have, I have fintech. They say there's 500 million here. I want it. Nah. It really must be solving a problem that will solve the problem for the next 10 million, the next 20 million, the next 30 million Nigerians. Everybody can see that, wow, this is the next big thing. Let's put our money monies here. Otherwise, stick to your VCE thing and then raise your money bit by bit and, and get it done. Hmm. So that's that's how Atmosphere is funded. So that's, that's so we bootstrapped. We, we Initially, we spent about 400,000 US dollars ourselves on, on atmosphere. And then we, now rea we realized that the play is a long-time debt play. So there are two ways to raise funding. You can do the VC part, which is not bad. Right? Yeah, why didn't you take that route of bank? I mean, it's, it's just like, they won't disturb your life. The VCs? Probably not. Oh, you think so? <laughs> <laughs> so, so you raise money, right? Let's, so let's, let's say you raise um, 50 million USD. That VC wants to exit. And once you exit at times five, times ten, times... Meanwhile, you're diluted already. So it's fine. It's not a problem. But you're on your toes. You have to make that times three, times five. Because that's what he's looking at. Right? But if you go the, the debt, 9%, 10%, 12% part, and you have one-year moratorium, it is easier for you to innovate, to build, to scale without the pressure of times X, times this X, times that X. There are two different constructs, but entrepreneurs should begin to look at maybe a mix of both, or if you are really infrastructure heavy, then go the long-term debt route that is low cost, as against the VC that is, yeah, it's it's easy money, it's money that, but then you have to be on your toes to ensure that you make that times times 3X, times 5X before a particular amount, before a particular date. Well, as I said, there's become a Ponzi scheme in Nigeria. Everybody's raising and then churning out, raising. The next person comes in, raising, ex exiting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I can hear my guys laughing behind the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that that's that's been an uh, that's been a very 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 constant staple for most young people these yeah. days. Uh, we, People of my age grade, I won't lie, we like the easy the money, yeah. Yeah, the easy route to uh, most of it is software related. Yeah. How many of us want to spend twenty years trying to build an infrastructure that will probably last longer? But I might spend 
that's 20 years actually struggling and trying to grind my way out of things right so and these are the difficult difficult problems that people are trying to solve so in the in, in the end of the at the end of the day investing in infrastructure especially internet infrastructure do you how how do you see this playing out like in nigeria how what's the future we're going to be seeing with internet investment or internet infrastructure investment then we could also look at other kind of hardware Mm -hmm. that hardware projects or hardware infrastructure yeah. that might not necessarily even be internet related so but i'd like to hear what you think about that i think that uh, i hope i mean i hope i, I can say this on, on camera mm -hmm. i think that it's a kind of colonization right um so i write a software and the software is on what hardware you know samsung your iphone on a hardware that is not yours, right? Or on a car, and an and EV car that is not yours, that is built elsewhere. It is not used by Innocent, it is not used by any of the cars that are done here. So eventually, you, you simply are the, outsource, the, the outsourcing arm of some global company, right? And there are plenty of big picture of you that the software is a big thing. Go and code, go and code, go and develop, and all that. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. They're building an army of outsourced businesses for themselves. Meanwhile, all the hardware you're going to put all that thing you're coding on comes from them, right? But what I think that will happen is that Nigeria is rising. Um, despite all the noise that we make about how bad it is, it's rising. We'll begin to see hardware play here. But not initially by local players. It'll be by foreign players who can see the worth of the market, I mean, we have seven car manufacturers here. Right? Lagos has partnered with one of them for the lag ride. Uh, Innocent is here. We will see Innocent transit from the carburetor, um, fossil fuel engines to electric vehicles. We will see them do that. And once they do that, they need software. And because you need software for that, other hardware components need to come in. It has to be done locally. But... The sad part of this is that it, it will take the government to catalyze that for it to really work. Um, we, you must have electricity, steady, constant electricity for this for the hardware um, business to really take off in Nigeria. Otherwise, it will be way too expensive um, than the imported versions that we have. But that play will, it will play out in Nigeria. Investors will come from outside initially, and then local players begin to take it. Because we have about, I don't believe we have 200 million Nigerians, right? But maybe we have about 150 million Nigerians. And out of that, maybe about 60 million. That's a huge market with disposable income that need your hardware. And we have various industries. We're not even talking about the Internet of Things yet, which will help us leapfrog from where we are into the industrial, industry 4.0. We'll see a lot of that happening locally. Interesting. In interestingly, you know, this guy is... Um, the tap and pay guys, carry. The guys who do their validators are here in Nigeria already. They're, they're beginning to assemble and manufacture their validators here in Nigeria. So those kind of things will come. Transport, you see hardware providers who will come in here. Um, health, you see hardware providers who will come here to support the health industry. Education, you see them come in here to support it. You, will, you begin to see, uh, it will be sector-based initially, and then finally you now have everybody seeing that, oh, this is a huge market, let's come in here. Okay, so when, 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 if the foreign guys come first, would there be room for the local guys to out, out grow these uh, foreign guys? 
our median age is 17.5. What that tells you is that we're getting younger and population is getting bigger. Does that not also tell us that we're dying early? No, no, it doesn't tell us we're dying early. It means that, um, so again, I don't believe most of these stats are people bandy around, right? My grandma is still around, she's <laughs> she's and she's fine, she's, she's okay. My dad is around 70, uh, Nigeria is 70 what now? Nigeria is 60 what now? 69, 70. Nigeria, okay, my dad is 10 years older than Nigeria, uh. same with my mom, right? And they're very healthy people. And I know a lot of people like that, right? So the stats can do averages and say uh, average um, year of a Nigerian is 57. However, we're getting younger. We're not dying. We're getting younger. And we're getting much more populous. Right? Which is why you see Lagos doing everything they can to ensure they pay for the population explosion that will happen by 2030, 20, 20, 20, 2035. So the, the foreigners will come here. And the, the thing about, if you look at the fintech, it was the foreigners that first came here. Before we now said, oh, hey, wait a minute. It was PayPal initially, right? Mm, and then before Shola and Ezra said, oh, we can also do this here. So it, they, they will lead the pace, and then we will follow, and then we'll become better. That's how it always has, has worked, because they have the experience, they have the tools, they have the skill set, they have the government backing, they have everything. When, when they come here and we see how it works, oh, everybody goes into it. On my own part, I won't, I won't do that before anybody else does that. I don't want any foreigner to come here and do that before I do it. Let me do it first. And I'm, I, I don't think I'm the first company that will do it. There is KCON, there is um, there a lot of ISPs that are doing, putting infrastructure on ground, and they're just quiet. In fact, there are a lot of businesses that are doing so well, but they're not in our ecosystem. They don't make the kind of noise that we make in the ecosystem. In fact, our ecosystem is probably the least growing ecosystem in the world. We just make a lot of noise and make people think that we're all there is. Meanwhile, outside that ecosystem, they have unicorns that you don't hear of. I mean, Remita is a unicorn. InterSwitch is a unicorn. They're there. They're companies like that that are multi-billion dollar uh, valuation, but they don't make the noise that that the fintech that just started yesterday got 30,000 users is saying, oh my God, I'm the biggest thing in Nigeria now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's so funny. But that's, that also uh, reminds me about the cost of building this kind of internet infrastructure that mm. atmosphere is building. Yeah. So Lagos has this uh, fiber duct infrastructure. Yeah. And has it helped in any way? Or, or has it reduced the cost? Because I know right of wage uh, fees are usually crazy. very, very crazy high. So I, I want to know how you are navigating that expenses with deploying fiber infrastructure. Uh, so there's no navigation around it. You just have to pay. Oh, like I said, it is, it is something you have to do. You just have to pay. But we, once they're complete with that ducting system around Lagos, we hope, we hope that it will reduce the cost, not just the cost of right-of-way, but also the cost of deployment. Because I don't have to dig. I don't yeah, have to do... I just have to use my... Um, put my fiber in there, get to the next manhole, connect to the closest pop I have there, and it makes life easy for me. But we hope. I... I I don't think that, that the deployment I've seen has given me a lot of hope, mm-hmm. right? Um, the, the way they're doing it especially. But I, I also hope that the governor will sit up and say, hey, what, what are you guys doing? Let's do this properly. Where are the mistakes? What are you guys doing with this ducting? Because it's not been done right. Um, for those of us who, are, who have that kind of experience, we probably would have done it better. But we also don't understand the logistics nightmare that it has become for them. 
but we hope they will get it right. If they do get it right, wow, that's a new dawn for the Gulf states and a new dawn for telecommunication providers, internet providers, content providers in, in Lagos. If that is done, it will significantly break down the costs of the rights of way in Lagos. Maybe it should be like Kaduna's own, where Kaduna is like the heaven now, where everybody can do 145 naira per meter in Kaduna. Makes library easy. Oh, interesting. Okay, so just keep a pin on that, right? Yeah. Because you just mentioned something that we want to bring back something you said earlier. Okay. Well, before we do that, let's pay homage to the people paying our house rent in this place. Hi, I'm Abisola Adenoga, the head of business at TechPoint Africa. Did you know that you could present yourself as a reputable brand leader? Did you know that your business can get the limelight it deserves? Now you do. Using TechPoint Africa's marketing tools, we can put you in the faces of a large audience for brand awareness and thought leadership. To do this, reach out to us by sending an email to business at techpoint.africa or click on the link in the description below. Hey guys, welcome back to the Tech Point Africa podcast. So we'll be talking about free public Wi-Fi. And I'm here with Mr. Wande, the founder of Atmosphere. And we've been having very, very interesting conversations. We're going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. So I wanted to actually bring you back to something you said earlier about yeah. collaboration. Yeah. So, but for me, it doesn't seem like this particular project really, really involved a lot of collaboration between private sector in Nigeria mm-hmm. and the Lagos State Government. Yeah. Uh, so... Going forward, what was it something that say the entrepreneurs missed and didn't take advantage of, or is it something that the government just decided to award elsewhere? So interestingly, it's actually done by it's been done by an entrepreneur in Nigeria. <laughs> in Nigeria, yes, Whoa. it's been done by an entrepreneur, um, a senior senior colleague of mine that I respect a lot. Which is why I said I don't understand the logistic nightmare behind what they're doing, but I'm sure the government will come into it and say, "Hey, you guys are." You need to speed these things up and make it work right. Uh, because everybody's interested. What I would have loved to see was maybe not just one person doing the whole of Lagos, right? Maybe three or four more entrepreneurs. But politics has its own its own place and space. I probably would have loved to see him in one because they have the Infranco license. I would have loved to see the Infranco license um, um, holders do some parts of it. And then there's a common um, connection point for everybody. Maybe we will get there because it's that that is actually the, the reasonable way to go about it, right? Divide Lagos up into chunks of uh, locations, and then you you handle this, and this is a connection point A, connection point B, connection point C, and everybody connects, and it's it's um it's an open carriage way, right? So the Infraco license providers now pay revenue to Lagos State from every single transactions on that. That's how I will have done it. But politics trumps reason sometimes, so. You, you have the governor who needs to do this, but then he's, he's looking at the next elections are coming. <laughs> this, this entrepreneur is putting billions of dollars on the table. Hey, you know what? Let's protect this person's business um, because of the next election. And we need to understand that politics is a different thing entirely, right? It is not always reasonable, but it gets the job done sometimes. Well, if, if we're really thinking long term, yeah. even the entrepreneur himself mm-hmm. or herself... You don't have to think, hey, let me just get this for just me. Mm. It can be for everyone. Like when the water level is rising, a lot more boats can actually float in the water. Yeah. So something something of that nature. Can, uh, okay, that's another problem we have in, in Nigeria. And that needs to be that needs to be taken care of. And I hope it will be taken care of 
as we grow. And I think it's coming from the number of failures that we've seen. So when people grab some, government is the biggest business in Nigeria, let's not lie about it. So when someone grabs something from the government um, and it's a contract, you can be sure that the number of interests that does not even allow for you to collaborate. There are too many interests for you to even collaborate. You can only sublet, subcontract. You cannot collaborate. And that is that leaves room for disaster, right? Um, which is why you see some, some components of certain contracts failing. I tell entrepreneurs, don't do contracts with government. Do concessions. With concessions, it's easy for you to collaborate because you're the one raising your funding, you're raising your money, it is at your own pace, it is at deadlines that the government has given you, and nobody on the side of the government wants to put their head in the concession that you're getting money from. Even they come to you to say, give us something, to be a come and sponsor our program that we're doing today, which is fine. But if it's a contract, you're dealing with the state house of assembly, with commissioners, with power brokers in the, in the state, with people around the governor. Everybody wants a piece of that pie once it's a contract, which is what we see playing out sometimes when you see certain projects going on. If it's a concession, on the other hand, very few people pay attention to you because they want to see you work out first. If it works out and it becomes a multi-billion naira project, oh, okay, guy, how far now? We did here, which is some form of social security for them for them as well. The other thing I was talking about is that we need to kill this idea of it's only me. We see it now in our in the tech ecosystem. Um, it's only me. I'm the only one going to Silicon Valley. It's only me. Um, everybody must come through. I'm, I'm the gatekeeper. There's no gatekeeper anywhere. Just, you're just fortunate, right? So we need to open the doors for a lot more people. Let them try. Let them shine more over and above you. Create that room for a lot more persons. If I'm a billionaire, I want, I want to be around 10, 15, 20 billionaires like myself. I, I don't want to be around people who are constantly looking up to me and adulating me. It's very tiring. So we need to move from the concept of it's just me, it's just me, to okay, this is an opportunity. Can you can you be part of this opportunity? Um, the top and pay guys, um, Olamide, was the one that introduced me to this Wi-Fi thing with, with Lagos State Government, right? They just spoke about it and say, oh, my friend has the buses, but nobody's doing the bus stops. Can you do it as well? He could as well decide to say, oh, I'm going to do all of this by myself. But they remember that I have a friend who can do this. And that's the kind of thing we need to begin to do. Create the room for every other person to come on board and benefits interesting so yeah uh, talking about collaboration uh if you want to learn more about this regarding collaboration in the financial sector which the financial services space has witnessed a lot of uh, progression over the years with the ogs like interswitch development of nibs and the arrival paystack and flutterwave these companies actually paved the way for a lot of the things we see today and if you want to learn how to build with strategic alliances and collaborations, try not come to the Tech Point Fintech Summit by November 26 at Four Points by Sheraton. It's going to be an awesome, 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 awesome uh, event. Then you don't want to miss it. Head over to fintech.techpoint.africa and grab your ticket now. So finally, Mr. Wande, how, how do we pass this message across to the people that needs to hear it. Number one, the average Nigerian who is hearing you today, what does atmosphere change? What is that thing that will provide value for them? Then for the entrepreneurs, what is that parting message that you think all of the entrepreneurs are still coming up, especially those who are just starting or those who have ideas that they want to execute? What are those things or those key points that you think 
they should hear. So the two sides of things. The people yeah, for the people, um, this is we're ensuring that they get access to high speed internet to change the way we want them to be. Be what become whatever you want to become. Be alive. Be be whatever you want to be. You have access to high speed data. Do whatever you want to do with that. That's the message to them, and it's coming to your streets pretty very soon. For the entrepreneurs, there are no shortcuts. We have to do the hard work. We have to sweat. Um, but the opportunities are there. The benefits are there. And not all of us will win. But if we collaborate and we come together, then we all can win. Hmm. Okay, so very soon. When is it coming to some of our... <laughs> so the, the first, um, by February, every single bus shelter will have it from Ikorodu to TBS and from Abulegba to Oshodi. So kind of like the stretch of Lagos, most of Lagos has it. And then um, by this time next year, all of the bus stops in Lagos all have of it. Them. Every single bus stop. Is it available in Bega now? No, no, not yet, not yet. Okay. So the better test is that, <laughs> the better <laughs> test is that um, um, Ikorodu and TBS. But by this time next year, Bega will have it. No, Bega is a BLT... So, Beggar will have it before by February. By February? Yeah. Okay, well, Ikeja, Alen. Um, Ikeja is not part of uh, Ikeja, BRT Park is not part of um, our, co- our concession. Okay. We hope that we can get it eventually. But maybe the bus stops around there will have it by uh, this time next year. So okay. And there are 500 bus stops in Lagos. So, everyone will be, and from, from Badagri to Ekwe, everyone will be touched eventually. Eventually. So, yeah. by this time next year? By this time next year, all the bus stops will be. We'll have um, free Wi-Fi. Interesting. So I just go to the bus stop. Just and at the bus stops, right. Yeah. Just leave my... And then we hope alone. that in two years, we can have it on most of the street lights in Lagos. Street lights? Yes. Interesting. So right. the bus stops, is it just the main big bus stops? No, no. When we say bus stops, stops, those stops, the, the actual stops, stops. Yeah. Onikman, Fadehi, Vega, there's this CMS, um, Grammar School in Ojodu, the bus stops, the designated Lagos State Government bus stops will have Wi-Fi. Oh, okay. So, content creators and other forms of SMEs. Anyone that is distributing anything that digital, that's a platform for you to reach millions of users. Oh. Well, I can't, I can't wait to see this. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see this. So, yeah. um, do you have any other thing uh, we've forgotten or do you want well, to address? Aside from saying thank, thank you to TechPoint for oh. all the amazing work you guys do. Oh. <laughs> you guys are you guys are very agnostic, and I mean that with all the all the seriousness that that carries. You're very agnostic. Mm. Uh, it's, it, it's it helps it helps the ecosystem have some kind of balance um, with reportage with journalism that really works. Oh, thank yeah. you very much. My head is swelling up right <laughs> now. Like yeah, yeah. Thank so you. you're feeling you're feeling tech point right? Head over to tech point in Africa yeah. to get more stories. stories exactly. Head over to our YouTube channel, Instagram, TikTok, anywhere else you're watching this. And of course, for the people who have been with us for a long time, shout out to all of you who stayed with us when we we're just doing audio on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere else you've been listening to us. And uh, I want to appreciate you guys and. Thank you for staying with us through these periods. And I've seen all the interesting comments. And I'm sure this video is going to get a lot of comments and <laughs> questions. Anyone I can't answer, I'll bring it to Malga here. And it will give me help us do justice to the questions. So thank you very much for staying with us today. And I'll see you some other time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.